Today on Astro Zero Twitter Spaces, we have an incredible portrait NFT artist who specializes in charcoal and pencil drawing. Uh, good friend all the way from Tunisia, my friend Pika. Uh, welcome to the Spaces. Thanks for coming out and giving some time to the community. I really do appreciate it. Um, how you doing today, man? Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, it's always a pleasure being here, being around you, man. You. You give a lot to the community. You uh, you push a lot of artists like forward to pursue what they want and their passion. So uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Being like being looking for this day and um, yeah, it's my moment to feel like a rock star. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for stopping by. Um, can can you let everybody know a little bit of your background and um, maybe tell us how art has influenced you throughout your life and um, maybe share a little bit about the support system you got uh, where you live as far as becoming an artist. So yeah, my name, uh, my stage name is Pika. My real name is in Arabic and it's hard to be uh, pronounced because um, there is a letter you, uh, I think there, it's difficult in Arabic for you to pronounce it. So yeah, I've been using this stage name since uh, 2010. My friends called me Pika because I was drawing a lot. Uh, they, at first, they called me Picasso, but it, it was like uh, it wasn't relevant to me because my styles are far away from Picasso. So, uh, because I love him, I just kept the four first letters. I came all the way from Tunisia. It's a small country in North Africa. Um, uh, to be honest, uh, it was difficult to be uh, a full-time artist uh, first because the uh, my family situation. My family never approved me as an artist. They, uh, the, especially my mom. My mom never went to school, so she believes that educational system is the uh, the only uh, correct way. So um, I was that type of kids who draw a lot and draw everywhere. I was drawing on the walls, on the papers, on the desk, the windows. Uh, wherever I can find an empty space, I just drove there. So I was getting punished all day long until um, I was forced to uh, quit drawing for about uh, five years. Um, ironically, I went back to uh, to drawing. After that, uh, what helped me was uh, hip-hop music. I was influenced a lot with hip-hop music, especially Tupac and Biggie uh, and the whole crew like Nas, Ice Cube. Eminem, and um, it was also a Queen band, like especially Freddie Mercury. Uh, I, I was love, I was in love, like I loved Freddie Mercury, and um, my girlfriend made me uh, love him more. So they inspired me to go out and uh, fight for my dream, pursue what I want to do with my life. Um, ironically, uh, I'm 28. I got a master's degree in mechanics. But now I uh, I was working in a uh, factory and I decided to quit because uh, I was always angry and uh, I was I was forced again to be away from my art so uh, it wasn't unfair and I decided to quit and stick to the art so yeah this is basically uh, the whole thing about me. It's gotta be pretty hard, you know, when you're doing something that you love even as a kid and then. You know, like you said, your mother refused to support, you know, the idea and allow you to pursue your dreams. That had to be kind of difficult on you, like growing up, right? Like had to 
kind of mess with your head a little bit, I think. Well, it did. It did. It put me uh, in a in in a zone where uh, you know you, it's like uh, it feels the same when you're poor, but uh, you you come across the like uh, street uh, street like um, street shop, and you see like the the outfit you want to wear so bad, but you can't afford it. So uh, the only thing you can do is keep looking at it. So it was similar. Like I was seeing my dream. I was looking at my dream like fading away in front of me and I wasn't able to do anything because uh, after all, this is my mom. Like here um, in our culture, uh, the mother is uh, is a goddess, you know, you uh, you got to worship her after God. So, uh, yeah, well, whatever your mom says, you got to do it. But. Luckily, I was uh, I was able to uh, convince her, like uh, in the last years, especially because dad was dad was like easy to to, to be convinced. My dad was like, uh, "Listen, kid, if you're making like money out of it, do it." So, um, and um, dad was more uh, like supportive with his words because uh every time he goes in i'm uh, i'm making a commission for a client like creating a portrait or a painting for them or even logo he's like especially the, the pencil drones he's like kid this is super amazing like your your drawing is better than the real like photo and i was like <laughs> yeah thanks dad but my mom was never like uh, she never understood it so um until now, like I'm, I'm doing fine, but she, she, she couldn't understand it. She, I'm always here, like sitting, like talking. She thinks I'm crazy, like because I talk uh, all the time on Twitter and uh, spreading, like uh, sharing my stories and stuff like that. So uh, uh, I can't. Uh, to be honest, I can't blame her because, um, uh, like uh, three months ago or four months ago, I went to a psychotherapist. And um, I talked to him about the whole thing, about the whole my whole like experience, about my whole traumas, my whole like uh, complexes. And he was like, "Kid, you're being uh, you're being harmful. You're harming yourself. You're being too hard on yourself. Like, forgive yourself, accept yourself, and then you will forgive your parents. Because um, if you can't forgive yourself, you won't be able to forgive your parents. Because I'm I'm so hard on myself. Like I um." Whenever people like see something I create, they was like, "Damn, that's amazing!" And I was like, "I see always something missing." So, uh, being a perfectionist is something hard for me. So, uh, going to a psychotherapist was helpful for me because I'm taking things easier now. I'm taking it lighter, and um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of hard for you know children growing up, especially like from the adolescence age, and you start growing up and your parents kind of set out some sort of expectation for you for the most part. Um, and I, I think it's safe to say, like, if you have good parenting, parenting in your life that your parents want you to do better than they did as, as, uh, you know, as adults growing up and they, they want you to succeed more so than they did. So I think we put a lot of unnecessary pressure on us, but our parents do, do the same thing. Like, uh, at, at the same time, like, like for myself, example, an example is myself. Like when I, um, I went to college and I was going to become a school teacher and uh, growing up, my mother, she worked for a telephone company as an operator and my father was a bus driver. And 
you know, telling them that I wanted to become a school teacher, they were so proud. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, my kid's going to be a school teacher. And uh, I was working at a supermarket as a part-time job. And then I ended up quitting college because I got an offer in the supermarket to move into management where I would be making more money as a school teacher. And even though I was making more money than what a school teacher would, they were so disappointed. And like, I had to hide it from them. I lied to them for a full semester to pretend like I was still going to school when I wasn't going to school. And and when they finally found out, they were so pissed off and disappointed at me. But, you know, as time goes on and you, you prove to them that you're doing OK and you could you could survive as an adult. I think it kind of like dissipates a little bit. So even if you feel like that currently, I think with time, your parents are going to kind of ease into it a little bit and feel a little bit better about it. So like, like I'm trying to say is don't be so freaking hard on yourself, man. Don't beat yourself up over stuff like that. It's, it's not worth it. It's not going to help you. So um, are you doing art now as like a full-time job? Is that like what you're doing primarily for a source of income? You know, um, before I answer your question, I'm going to tell you a funny thing. So um, uh, as I said, I have a master's degree in mechanics. And my specialty is like plastic uh, products and um, products with uh, fiberglass uh, composites, you know, uh, composite materials. So uh, I was like uh, specialized in working with uh, a software called Katia. Uh, this software is used for uh, engineering and uh, creating like pieces and stuff. It's a well-developed uh, software I was working on. And um, whenever I try to explain, like my parents come inside and say, and they like, uh, so what? What have you studied? What have? What's your degree? And I explain it to them, and they like, oh, so uh, you create bottles, plastic bottles. And I was like, no, 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 not just the plastic bottles. Why you have to like make it so ridiculous? And they're like, then what do you do? And I'm like, uh, look at the car. You see the dashboard? That's plastic. You see like the uh, the steering wheel? That's plastic. You see that? That's plastic. You see the door? That's plastic. So I try to tell them like the different pieces and show them to make them explain that, make them understand what I was doing. And um, at, a, at a certain time, I, I told them just say, whenever anyone asks you, just say he creates uh, parts for cars and uh, uh, airplanes. And that's what they did. That sounds a lot more professional, right? Than he makes plastic bottles. You could be like, my kid creates airplanes, like real airplanes. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of have to explain it in that way so they can understand that. Like, let me be. <laughs> so, so has this, uh, like, where, where I was getting is, is art your full time job now? Um, are you still doing the, you know? the plastics and, and stuff like that? Or are you just going like straight art now and that's your primary source of income? Well, um, uh, <clears throat> I'm, uh, uh, generally I'm a self-taught like person. I believe in self-learning. So um, art, like I'm a self-taught artist. Like I've never been to, uh, to an art school and uh, I was always exploring on my own. I haven't read about the art history. I haven't read about the mediums. I was like, I go to the art like uh, supply shop. Uh, I ask him, what's that? He says this and it's, it does this and this and this. Bring it on. So I go home. I try it. If it works for me, I keep it. If it doesn't, I throw it away. 
until I uh, now I'm I'm good with uh, I guess three styles, which is like pencil portrait, acrylic painting, and um, uh, Arabic calligraphy. Because here we speak Arabic, so uh, I took the Arabic calligraphy and created my own style. Uh, for now, uh, well, after I uh, I quitted my job at the uh, factory, I sit home and um, if you know the uh, the website Skillshare, I bought the um, a membership and I started like learning uh, Adobe Illustrator, a little bit of Photoshop, Adobe Premiere, After Effect, and um, I was uh, uh, I was able to get a job like as a video maker and uh, motion designer and um, in fact uh, I'll be starting today uh, I'll be starting tomorrow in the job uh, I've been like out of job from uh, September until now so yeah I've been uh, art was my main source of income so how did you go about finding about NFTs and uh, how long ago did you meet your first NFT and, and get your first sale so NFTs, NFTs, I started hearing about them since, uh, I guess, January, February uh, 2000, uh, 2021. So I was like, I was seeing these numbers. I was seeing like, and I'm like a huge fan of Gary V, you know, even though he's a crazy, but he 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 drops gems. So I'll, I've been watching Gary V a lot, like for uh, for four years, I guess now, five years. So he'd been talking about like NFTs, NFTs, NFTs. And uh, I was even there when he dropped the Gary V's. Uh, he set the uh, the date. It was 5-5-2021. And he'd been talking about it a lot in his videos and his like social media. So, uh, yeah, uh, you can say I've been like doing the research about NFT for a whole year. And uh, it took me until like the last month. Like I started uh, in... Uh, January, uh, I guess it was five or six of the month I started. You can see I have one month in the NFT and Twitter. So what's what's been like the most difficult part about getting into NFTs? I know you have your NFTs listed on Polygon. Now, was it was it difficult to try to understand the concept of switching your ETH over into Wrapped Ethereum and then launching it on like Polychain or is it just, uh, you know, creating a MetaMask so you could actually get paid for your artwork? What what was, like, difficult? Because I really, you know, we, we were talking earlier today in our Telegram about, you know, the things that this space is lacking the most, and education seemed to be the one thing that, like, popped up the most for us. So I was curious how you uh, how you felt as far as that goes. Is, is there any type of learning curve that you encountered as an artist that maybe you know, our marketplace and our community could possibly help solve. So um, to uh, to put it in a good way, I would say that uh, like artists, like usually what, what they have. Um, artists like they just like they have this uh, mindset of uh, I need I just need to create art. I don't have to go like. Uh, market myself and talk about myself talk about my art but that doesn't work like uh, no one is going to do it for you if you can't do it for yourself so for me it was like no one was able to like do it for me so I had to do it my, myself because no one ever understood what I have as an idea 
So what I was doing, um, I was uh, I I jumped into Twitter, like because uh, Inst- Instagram uh, there's nothing much like in there, and uh, Facebook. Most of my uh, like friends they are from my country, and most of my friends they don't even know what the NFT is, so they don't know. Like there is a lack of information, so I jumped to Twitter. Um, I was never a fan of Discord, like I don't even know how to like. I've never understood how it's uh, it's used because uh, it's too much channels, too much information. So uh, it was Twitter. Um, I kept, I guess, like uh, two or th- three weeks, let's say, before I. Uh, it was two weeks before I dropped uh, a, a collection. Like it was a small collection of three pieces. So um, it was all. It was always YouTube. Like YouTube was my best friend. Google as well. So. I I just go to YouTube how how to create an NFT. So you will find that you 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 need uh, you need uh, two main things. You need a wallet and you need a, an account in OpenSea. So the OpenSea will drop the the artwork and the wallet you will get the uh, the funds or the uh, the selling. So I was like following the steps how to create the MetaMask. How to create an uh, OpenSea account, and I kept following. Like I watched videos how to do that, so I did that, and then I jumped on Twitter, uh, asking people how to create a collection, how to like drop, what to do, like what's the best strategy, what should I name this, what should I do that, what's the uh, pricing. So I kept asking. I'm a curious person, like uh, even in life. So I kept asking questions, and uh, there is a lot of people like who helped me since day one. Uh, if I can name him, name them here, I would say there is Liz, there's Lily, she helped me. There is Ishika, there's you, Elon, uh, there's Manpreet, uh, Dudi, Dudi, he's like uh, he's a Tunisian guy who lives in Qatar. He lives in the Gulf. So these people helped me to understand more, like because I've been asking, and they were they were like happily uh, answering me. Yeah, I mean, the community that exists for NFTs on Twitter space, and I'm not just saying blockchain specific, in, in, in total, ETH, Solana, you know, Polygon, Avalanche, all of them as, as a whole, are some of the most supportive and helpful people that, I mean, I've ever spoken to. Usually, like, you ask people stuff online, and it just turns into, like, uh, a shouting contest and people just talking shit and, uh, you know, trolls and everything like that. And you don't really get, I mean, they, they exist. I'm not saying that they, they don't exist, but there's definitely not nearly as many in, uh, in other spaces as far as helping artists and stuff that are anywhere else. Um, we're talking with Pika right now. Uh, if you haven't followed him, please follow him and check out his OpenSea link. Uh, he's a Polygon artist. He's doing pencil and charcoal portraits um, on his OG collection on there. And I'm telling you, it's the closest thing to a photograph that you're ever going to see as far as a, 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 a drawing could ever be. It's absolutely incredible. I have, I have one pinned up top as well if you guys want to look through it. Um, just some awesome work. What, what, um, how, how long does it take you to create something like this? And, and uh, you know, do, do you kind of set your, your floor prices for your for your art according to the amount of hours that it takes to work or just from what you think the piece is worth 
Um, so you asked me about like the time and the uh, the price. So about the time, the time it depends because uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about. Uh, let me let me just like open. Uh, I need to find the uh, the word because uh, I only know it in French because we we're uh, we're French speaking country. So um, usually uh, it takes me from thirty to fifty hours, like when it's in pencil. And uh, I usually work on a A3 dimension like paper. Uh, it's uh, it's in centimeter. It's forty-two by thirty centimeters. It's an A3 uh, paper. Um, it takes me like, let's say. Sometimes I would say it, it takes me less because um, uh, at a certain point I was some 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 like some took me six hours I would say consecutive straight straight like six hours because a client asked me to uh, on a on a Saturday night to finish it because he needs it in a su- in a Sunday morning so. I finished it in about six hours, and yeah, I priced him double because uh, he pressured me like a lot, and I had to put him before other clients. So, but technically, uh, like usually, it takes me between thirty to fifty hours. Depends on how many details I have in the the drawing. Like for now, I have this commission from a friend. He lives in. Uh, New York, I think. Um, he sent me his wife's uh, portrait. He wants he wanted as a photograph, so uh, as a po- po- picture, so he can mint it, so he can convince her to get into the um, like the NFT world. Uh, it took me about uh, let's say um, I started it on Thursday. And uh, I finished it last last night. I only have one necklace, like she's wearing a necklace. That's the only thing left. But it took me one uh, two days to finish like everything, and uh, one day to finish her uh, her shirt. She's wearing a lace shirt, and it's super difficult to focus on the details. So uh, I would say uh, put eight hours or ten hours. I would say yeah, it took me about thirty hours in general. About the pricing. The pricing is pretty much fixed for uh, for the clients here in Tunisia because um, uh, at, at a certain like moment I'll be quitting creating pencil portraits, uh, so um, I f- I kept like uh, fixed the price for everyone. I I do the uh, every uh, portrait is framed, so um, yeah I I just create like uh, small sizes portraits. With like high details, I like fixed the price since um, it was a price at 2016. Then it went higher at 2018 and 2020. I uh, to th- the like late 2019, I took it even higher. So now, um, because I've been like uh, ameliorating the quality, it became better. The paper, like I'm buying, is better. Um, the product is better, and uh, the deta- it's more detailed. Like it's highly detailed uh, pencil portrait. So, 
Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. This is for the pencil drawing. About the paintings, the paintings are uh, uh, I price them according to the dimensions and the details because um, when it comes to like acrylic paintings, I don't really want people to uh, to put me in a frame like paint this and paint that because um, you know acrylic like dries super fast and you gotta be faster. So you gotta be supersonic to uh, to uh, over the like to beat the, that. So um, I usually uh, tend to create paintings that I enjoy doing them. So um, it doesn't like bother me when the uh, acrylic dries super fast. So um, yeah, uh, it depends on the uh, on the client as well because um, the client is like uh, sometimes when a client doesn't have money, I just do it for free. Now, the, the collection that you have up on OpenSea, um, you have Biggie, Tupac, Freddie Mercury, and Ice Cube. Um, are these, like, just one-of-one one prints, or do you, are you doing, like, copies of them? Are there, like, 20 Tupacs out there, or is there just one Tupac available? No, no, it's just one. So, uh, whoever gets it, gets it. Uh, uh, regarding my, uh, my like, my pet personal uh my pencil portraits or my acrylic paintings uh they will be dropped one-on-one -on -one. i just got my uh foundation invitation so i'll be dropping uh everything that i create with my hand there and um as we we spoke like before i have a small collection it's uh 25 pieces i'll be dropping it on uh, open sea yeah, so um, let's let's talk about that. Um, you're going to be releasing a collection that has something to do with mental health. Um, and I, I don't know if you really want to talk about it yet, but I'm going to put you on the spot. The, um, what's the collection going to be like? Um, it's going to be one of one. And what, what do you have for plans as far as like uh, the proceeds and stuff go with, with the project? So yeah, it's a one-on-one. -on -one. It's uh, it's a small collection, as I said, because um, uh, the second utility will be like a, an obstacle for me. So I I decided to make it like a small collection. So uh, I'll be talking uh, about the project right away. So um, we were talking about uh, in a space. We were talking about mental health and um, like generally we uh, the the subject was. Uh, why people are super focused on the web three and the development of the uh, like metaverse and stuff like that. And they are forgetting about like the real life, like the real deal. So uh, I jumped out there and I was like, uh, guys, uh, like if you, if you ever made money, just go out there and give back to the community, give back to the society, be like an active member, like help poor families, help animals, like plant trees, clean beaches and seas. So, um, we should be like uh, saving our our planet first because if the planet Earth doesn't exist, like none of this will ever exist again. So uh, I was like raising awareness about that. And um, once I said that artists are the first soldiers out there who should like turn the world into a better place, someone just jumped in and was like, oh, so uh, you're just talking, go do something about it. And I was like, I'm going to challenge you. If I drop the collection and uh, whoever buys it, whoever like buys one one NFT, I will donate on their behalf to a poor family. And not only that, but I will be sending them a, a 
personal portrait. They will send me their photo of a fo- or a photo of someone they love, and I will create a portrait for them and send it to them. And the reason why I want to donate with this project, I'm going to talk now about the two utilities. So why I, w- I want to donate, uh, like growing up and uh, becoming more mature, I uh, started to work with uh, associations. Uh, it's this specific association that I'm working with right now. It's called uh, Humanity Without Borders. So uh, whenever I sell my artwork and I have extra cash, I just go out there and donate it, like give it to them. Uh, and if I don't, I just go and do the physical work. Like if they ever need to, uh, like, uh, because they get like funds and they get, they raise funds and stuff like that. So uh, they buy food and clothes to the poor families. So I go with them and um, give it to them and stuff like that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so uh, uh, why I want to donate to these, these poor families? Because I've seen a lot of terrible stuff. Um, I've seen kids, they are 10, 12 years old, quitting school just to go to work and to provide food because they have uh, a disabled parent. Uh, or their uh, their like situation doesn't allow them to go study. So I want to change that. Like even if I save five or ten kids, that would be a huge like push for me as a person, not not just an artist. So um, I want people to share that with me and to do that with me because if I do it right now and it works, I'll be doing more. I'll be encouraging other artists in my country to do the same, and uh, they will give to the um, to the society. And not only this, but it will be an inspiration for other artists around the world to do the same. So if everybody like goes out there and help their uh, their hood or their uh, like city, it will become better. Like uh, it's an inspiration, and the word spreads out, and it becomes like uh, I want to become to be a good example for these kids and for other people. Like uh, the second part where I give the pencil portrait is that why I do art, like in the first place, why I'm doing art. Uh, this is like, uh, this is something that my girlfriend used to tell me. She said, every time you create something, I want to kiss your hands. And I was like, why would you do that? She was like, because you are, because these hands are spreading happiness. They are giving people hope because I've did a lot, I've did exhibitions in private spaces because, um, there is a lot of spaces. They refused to have, to host me because I don't have uh, a degree in uh, fine art. They consider me uh, as a like you're a street artist. We don't accept that kind of art here. Um, so my girlfriend used to tell me this like your art uh, makes people like feel something. And I once read this in in a book or I think it's a quote. Art is not supposed to be beautiful. It's supposed to make you feel something. And I want to share happiness. I want to create happiness. I want to give people a reason to be happy and to smile. Because um, I can tell you one thing. I did a lot of commissions, especially for uh, ladies. And they have the same reaction every time. It's the tears of joy. Because they, uh, like, especially the, the, uh, the woman, the woman, like, they're always criticized in the society. They're always suppressed. And... Um, Whenever, like, lady see herself as an artwork, she believes that she's the like the most beautiful girl in the world. So that gives her a lot of like 
hype, a lot of good energy, a lot of good vibes, and keeps her moving and motivated to achieve her dreams. So, and you know, like here in my city, it's a like conservative society, so it's terrible for ladies. Like it's really terrible, and doing that, like, and pushing them and inspiring them through that artwork. Uh, it gave me this idea to like spread it more and uh, include it into the uh, NFT project. Now, uh, I'd like to talk about mental health uh, for for a minute because I, I know that's a, a very large portion of this project and, and the meaning behind it. Now, uh, cultu- culturally, uh, I could speak for where I live. You know, it's it's getting more accepted where, you know, it's it's okay to say that you're not okay. How is it in your country and in parts of Africa? Is it still kind of stigmatized when somebody has a mental health problem that coming out and talking to your family about it or talking to your friends is kind of looked at like you're a crazy person or that there's something wrong with you and people have to kind of hide it and they can't really share it with other people without being shamed? Or is it something that's kind of getting a little bit more accepted now when you live? So this will 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 uh, I will have to go back to uh, to the way I was raised, like to the whole thing related to the uh, society. So in my society, they'd be like, "You're a man. You're not supposed to be crying. You're a man. You're not supposed to be wearing like that. You're a man. You're not supposed to say that. You're a man. You're supposed to do that. You're a man. You're supposed to provide." So as a man, we grow up with a lot of complexities and. Um, it, it, it was like suppressing out a lot. Like you see, in like every time here, uh, my 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 mother. Like we have this word here in Tunisia. It's called Gohdi. Gohdi means someone who never speaks, like who never talks about anything. Who's like, whenever he's like around, like the family, he's like a piece of wood. Zero feelings, zero talk, zero reaction, zero anything. So my mother used to say that all the time because she always compared me to my other like brothers. And she's like, you never talk about your problems. You never talk about anything. What's wrong with you? Um, And I was like, because I don't want you. You won't like understand me either way. So and um, like growing up, I, I lost a lot of friends. Why so? Because I wanted to improve and they wanted to stay like, under the umbrella of society because here in this society like what's the, the the ideal image of a man get a house get a job get married have kids and then die that's it that's the ideal life for in the uh, society i think it's in the uh, the entire world but here it's uh, it's a lot because um you feel like when you're going to marry you feel like you're you're going to uh you feel like the the parents of the girl are are selling her because they ask you bring this gold, bring that, bring the house, bring that, bring that. Unless you don't have all of this, you won't like have the girl. So um, the society will always tell you, oh, you need to do that and do that and do that. You need to get a loan. You need to like make a lot of money. You need to buy the girl this uh, this like uh, gold so you can marry her. And uh, there's always a f- suppression like a lot of stress a lot of anxiety and um luckily i was able to like eliminate those like like that type of friends because uh as as hobson he's a rapper he says uh about bad friends just cut the bad fruit of the tree make the sacrifice so 
I did the sacrifice and I cut the bad fruit from my life tree. And uh, now I like barely have uh, five friends, like five closest friends. And I only tell two two of them like my main problems. So one of them is my girlfriend. The other is my homie. So there's only two people who knows all my almost all my secrets. So um, I kept it like that, like. But around people, I never talk. So whenever I'm around people, what I always try to do is spreading like good vibes and uh, make them energetic and uh, push them forward and talk about like their dreams. So uh, because people like they, they've been telling me a lot about their problems. And I was like, bro, if you're going to keep t- talking to me, like if you're going to keep sending me those bad vibes, like I'm not going to hang out around you ever again. And they're like, the next time they keep talking about the bad vibes, so I okay, I'm I'm not ready for that, brother. I'm like I'm cleaning my energy, I'm cleaning my vibes, I'm like meditating, I'm praying, I'm doing a lot of reading and studying about the uh, mental health and about like how to become a better person, a positive person. So I took time to work on myself to get out of that phase, to get out of that chain, to get out of that matrix. And now I'm feeling better because um, I'm able to learn more and I'm able to read more. I recently read this book. It's called Ikigai. It talks about this concept in Japan about uh, being happy while being busy. And I was super amazed with the concept. So um, I'm trying to like take uh, quotes from it and apply it in there in my life. And uh, it really helped me a lot. Uh, I can say I'm a, I'm a big fan of Japan culture. Yeah, I think it's I think it's important that people begin to realize that you don't need to have a thousand fair weather friends. It's good to have like a close group, like you were saying, that you could really talk to and you know be yourself around and talk about your issues and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's good to have friends, but I mean, do I really need a, a million friends? Probably not. You know, I think that would cause a little bit more issues, at least in my life. Um, now, is, I, can, is, I can add another point to this because uh, another reason why I've been cutting off people from uh, like making the circle smaller is because uh, my respect to everyone out there, but I don't drink alcohol. I hate alcohol. And uh, I promised my mom that I will never drink alcohol in my life. And uh, I hate smoking weed because it gives me paranoia. So people being like, Brother, you're doing this sick art. You should try it. You should try creating art while while you're on LSD, THC, like DMT, uh, while you're under alcohol. And I was like, no, I don't. Uh, there is no there is no rule in the book of being an artist that mentioned this. Yeah, I, um, I, don't, I don't think you're gonna create um, too good of artwork if you're smoking DMT. I, I don't know if that's really ever going to happen. You might create some crazy artwork in your brain, but I don't know if it's going to go to paper. No, because because I, I have this concept. I call it like uh, painting with fresh feelings. Like I, 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 I like to draw when I'm sober. You know why? Because I'll put the fresh feelings, I'll, I'll put the feeling as it is into the canvas and I'm sure people will will feel it. That feeling will go out of that canvas and go straight to your soul. Like it will touch it. It's guaranteed. Whenever you see a piece of my artwork, like because people are are seeing it here, like in uh, in uh, in these platforms, Instagram, uh, my website, uh, Twitter. But if you see it 
like from you, like when you hold it between your hands or you're seeing it hanging in a wall, you will understand what I mean. So, um, yeah, it's a, I believe what I'm doing is harder than doing it on uh, any substance. So, uh, yeah, I'll keep to that. I'll keep. That's why that was one of the reasons why I was cutting friends. The people who will like hold you back because you never know. Like, uh, if you ever go uh, under one of that, you will get addicted and you will you lose a lot of years trying to recover. So, um, I'll yeah. Believe me, I know <laughs> I know that one uh, very very well. Um, it, so in in Tunisia, um, are there a lot of people getting into NFTs, or are you pretty much the only person uh, that you know of where you live that's starting to take this journey? Well, um, I don't know. There is a study. I don't know if it's correct or not. But in Tunisia, there is uh, it's a small country. There is uh, twelve million. Uh, people like living here and uh the study said that 11,000 are aware of nft or crypto and they are into nft or crypto i think there's i think there's less than a thousand or uh let's say 5,000 into the nft that's really scary to me that it's such a small percentage what what do you think that we could do in order to get more awareness brought to this because uh, I'm not really sure um, what us as a community, us as artists, us as just people could really get the word out. People could change their lives with crypto and NFTs. What do you think we have to do in order to, to get some awareness here? Well, brother, I'm going to tell you why people are not into NFT. First of all, people are still like, uh, think that... Instagram, being famous on Instagram and um, TikTok is uh, is the is the hype is the most like uh, highest level of being like famous. So um, they don't have this uh, this idea of like making it uh, in the shape, making it like while you're not uh, known. So that's first. Second. Um, people are not like uh, aware of a lot of things because uh, they don't go do the research. I would say there's only 10% of the, let's say 20% of the population who like have access, uh, not have access, they have brains to go search and learn and uh, because no one like, uh, generations are becoming like terrible at this stuff. Um, Third, is because of the laws like everyone is scared the law are uh, the laws forbid the uh like possessing uh crypto you might it's uh i know someone he got caught mining and uh he uh he entered jail for uh, money laundry uh, another guy he was working with amazon merch if you know the website like where he drops his uh, design and um for every T-shirt sold with his design, he get a commission. So he got like uh, about around um, six thousand, like six thousand dollars, and he transferred it to his account here in Tunisia. And they caught him in jail for money laundry. And uh, when they set him loose, they set him free. They took off the money, and he was like, "Why would you do so?" 
they said because you don't have the right to work with a foreign foreign company so uh, i'm i'm showing you like type of rules the other thing is uh, this country uh, we can say it's it's ruled by uh, by a mafia if you can say like businessmen powerful businessmen doesn't want like little kids to to make money uh, they just want them to be like in in the in their matrix they want them to go to the college get a degree and work in one of their uh, factories or society or uh, you know uh enterprise so yeah it's a whole loop it's all like uh uh detrimental system to the youth so we're talking with Pika here um really fantastic portrait artist does uh, pencil and charcoal drawings if you guys haven't already please follow him check out his open sea page some really fantastic art on there now your og collection that you have on uh linked in your linked in your bio here on twitter are you going to be creating additional pieces for it and if you are going to be adding more musicians or rappers can you share maybe one or two of them that you have um in in your head that you might decide to drop as the next piece of the collection well um i think uh, it's a wrap for that collection because um that collection represented a, a period of my life and um like the artists out there as i said uh, those artists helped me to go through my uh, trauma and uh, that five-year pause from art and uh, i decided as a thanks for them to draw them and then i decided that my journey into nft is to uh, should start with them so um now <clears throat> as i said i'll be dropping this small collection because i want like to help community here and i want people to be happy and i want them to have a piece of my art and that's why i'm i'm fully focusing on dropping this project i'll be like releasing it very soon maybe within a week or two so um people would get a piece of my art i want like my art to be at every house if if that is possible so i'll be focusing on that after uh after that i think i'll be dropping a small collection on foundation it's fully dedicated to women because uh i'm a big supporter of women and uh, i'm seeing a lot of suppression on, on them and uh, for me i consider women as a goddess and um i consider them like to uh as a, as a beautiful creature who who like wh whatever they touch they make it sacred they make it like beautiful so um even 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 i i will share like a story i have an artwork i have a story of uh i have a, pe a pencil drawing with uh I uh, I drew the uh, Medusa. You know Medusa, right? Yeah, I know Medusa. Yeah, so I have uh, like uh, I recreated the the whole situation. I was like, uh, what if um, why like everyone seen Medusa as uh, like uh, she did something bad? Why isn't she considered as a victim? Because if you read the story, you will see that. She she didn't want to do uh, what Poseidon did, so um, she uh, I I put her like I showed her as this uh, like 
kind little girl, kind girl who wants to be just who just want to be loved, like and being cherished. So um, yeah, you'll be seeing that artwork dropping soon on uh, Foundation. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. You must have a very lucky girlfriend uh, by how you, you speak so highly of women. And you're making us, all the guys here, look pretty bad by the way you're talking. So cut it out. <laughs> no, brother, no. Actually, actually, um, I broke up with her like uh, in November, in late November, because um, she, she kind of got confused in her journey in life. And, um, I was only supporting her, but she, she said that you strangled me <laughs> because I was too good to her. I was nice and stuff like that. I was trying to take care and, uh, I was trying to eliminate the things that will, uh, distract her from focusing on her uh, goal. So yeah, we, she kind of got it, like misunderstood the situation. We kind of broke up and, um, lately, uh, she, uh, she asked for, uh, like, forgiveness and if we can go back together and stuff like that so i was like uh, like you you stay in your space will be me will be like meeting and stuff so you stay in your space work on your own i'll stay in my space work on your own i'll motivate you and help you if you need and uh, you'll motivate me if i need you but we can't like it's like we're, we're together but we're not together um i just want told her that I want to see improvement in you. Like, I don't want to like the whole loop of like the breakup, the heartbreak, uh, the uh, sleepless nights, like to be repeated because I've been through all, uh, hella, hella stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I understand. Um, <clears throat> is, are, are you By open? Way, way painting, like the, the cat painting, I did it with, well, I painted it after a breakup. Like it, that was back in 2017, I guess. I did it after a breakup. It's a, it's an awesome piece of work. Um, do do you do commissioned work for people? Like if somebody in the space here, um, was looking for you to do like a, a portrait of somebody in their family, like like for for myself, if if I was, if I wanted you to do like a a portrait of my nephew, um. Are you open to do stuff like that, or are you just too busy now to, to do commissioned work? Yes, yes. Uh, commissions, uh, collaborations. Um, even if someone is an artist who have a struggle, like who wants to know like a certain technique, a certain medium, I'll be gladly answering them. I'm always trying to share what I know. Like I don't want to keep the uh, information uh, within me. I want to share it out there. So. If uh, if anyone wants uh, a piece of my artwork, then why not? That's good to know. Um, are are you hosting or co-hosting Twitter Spaces now? Because I saw something on your Twitter saying that you were uh, you were helping out doing some co-hosting. Actually, yeah. So so uh, Manpreet, she uh, she created this space and. Uh, we, I was, I was talking in the space. She, uh, she said like, why don't you help me? And, uh, I helped her and it was super amazing. She, she likes it. And she said, I'm going to make you my permanent co-host. Like, because, uh, she was like talking and, and I was the, the guy who asking like technical questions. And, uh, if anyone like they, they drop something, I would like give them proposition. Like someone, 
she uh, someone he's from uh, Scotland so uh, he's been talking about his art and stuff like that he makes doodles so uh, I proposed to him to watch like Mr. Doodle he said that he met him so I told him that he should try mixing two styles like uh, doesn't keep the uh, the doodles alone he should be like creating something like where the doodles are coming out of it and, or being like uh rolling around it or something like that to make it more vivid and more dynamic. And I told him he should like put the uh, the Scandinavian culture out there to the world so people would understand it through the art because it's a very beautiful culture. So um, because I, I read a lot about cultures and stuff like that, so I watch a lot of videos and series. And uh, so, yeah, I want people to, to share that, to share their background, to share their, uh, their stories, their history, their... Uh, like civilization stuff uh, when it's like fully of stories like the uh, scandinavians you know the vikings there is the vikings there's the uh scotland as well they have like these uh fantasies so it's super amazing to share that and it was like an amazing experience for me to co-host a space for the first time so yeah she said i'll be doing it and uh like i'm go- I'm becoming her permanent like co-host so uh yeah I'm just trying to spread the good vibes out there to the world. That's awesome. I, I remember the one of the first times that you came into Spaces, you talked about your project. And then I think the following day when you came in, you had said that, you know, I just sold my first NFT and uh, you, you were super excited about it. So it does work. You know, people just have to come up and talk about what they have going on. And the next thing you know, you know, you don't know who's listening in, in the crowd. So it's, uh, yeah. I, I was super happy for you when that happened, when you announced that. Brother, I couldn't sleep that night. But uh, I had like this, this like di- dilemma because my parents, like uh, they, they come to visit me. So they were in the next room and I wasn't like able to scream out of joy. And I live in this uh, apartment where I have neighbors below me. So I couldn't jump out of joy. So I was punching the uh, the pillow out of happiness i was like i hold the like the pillow in my like and i was screaming the covering my mouth to not make it was 2 2 a.m and everyone was asleep so it was like i was so hyped up like uh, i kept the energy for i guess for two years I, i stayed with the energy like the hyped energy for two days like i kept it for two days everyone was like i remember like uh, i went to to meet my friends they were all kind of depressed and they I was like, what's wrong with you? They say, uh, everyone's talking like, I have this problem, I have that problem, I don't have da, da, da. So I was like, motherfuckers, I just sold my first NFT. Like, And I was spreading the, the happiness. And I was like dancing with them, talking to them, like throwing jokes in the air. And I changed the whole mood. So it got me hyped up. And the funny thing is, you know, how it happened. So uh, I was in this space and someone said that, you got the uh, Ice Cube uh, image as a banner. Is that an NFT? I was like, no, brother, I haven't like dropped it yet. And it was Liz's space. So Liz, she was like, then what are you waiting for? Go drop it. So I went to drop it. The next thing is I was talking about my story, about my collection. Someone bought the uh, Tupac drawing. Like, that's the funny part. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. You know, uh, 
we're we're heading towards the top of the hour, Pika. Um, I I got one last question before we wrap up, and it's the question I ask every guest. And uh, where where do you see your your artwork and your NFTs a, a year from now? Well, brother, this is something that I learned. Um, I I don't I don't put like a, a a vision in the future because I think it's a wishful thinking. It's type of wishful thinking. So. I keep it day by day or month by month. So I, I put like my goals and uh, like small goals and I try to achieve them. Like it's a step at a once. So um, as for NFTs, uh, as I said, uh, the big vision for NFTs is that it's a tool for me to help as many poor families as possible. That's first. Second is to spread love, encouragement and good vibes to as many people there as possible. So um, uh, I would I, w- I would call myself like uh, a minister of happiness into NFT. That I want to be called as that, the minister of happiness of NFTs. I want people to be happy. I want them to feel good when they see my artwork. I want them to to feel inspired with my stories, with my sacrifice, um, because uh, like. Uh, you know, I spent like more than five, than like 15 years in the construction. I was working on the weekends, on the holidays, uh, in the summer. I wasn't going to, to the beach. I was working like I was busting my ass off to get some money so I can afford like buying my books and my uh, pencils and my clothes and stuff like that. So uh, I want people to be inspired with my story, with my journey to create what they want, to pursue their dream. This is what I want. This is like my highest goal. Like uh, anything else, I, I'm just going with it. Like I do the work and leave that to uh, leave the, everything else to the universe because the universe has its own way of uh, making like things come up your way. Um, I believe a lot in the law of attraction. If you believe in something and you work for it, the universe will make a way for that thing to come to you. So. Whatever you're thinking of, like always keep the, the good energy, the good vibes, the good thinking and drop the wishful thinking because it will make you depressed. Do the work, like keep the hustling and let everything else to the universe. This is my, my vision in life. Uh, I live with that. Well, I want to thank you for giving your time to us today and talking to the community, Pika. Really good message that you sent over to us. If you guys haven't followed Pika yet, Please follow him here on Twitter and check out his OpenSea page. I mean, some really amazing stuff. Has a new collection coming out very, very soon. Um, it's going to be benefiting people with struggles with mental health. And uh, any help you need along the way, man, you know, you could reach out to me and I'll shoot out tweets and retweet for you and try to get the word out about your project because it's for a very good cause. And I just want to thank you for coming out. Uh, appreciate your time. Thanks, everybody, for coming out to the space. Um, any last words, Pika? Well, thank you so much for having me here, Elon. You you've been like a great inspiration, a great help, a great support for me and for everybody else in your space. These AMAs are so important. So um, for everyone listening out there, because uh, for me as an artist, I love storytelling. So I jump into spaces to hear people's stories. That might inspire me to create like a new artwork. So maybe my my story will inspire you. To pursue your dream, like to do that, to take that one step, that one leap of faith. Uh, I thank you so much, brother. I thank everyone here for 
taking some time to hear from me and to listen to me. And Did you just get rug pulled at the very end? I think you did just get rug pulled at the very end. Unbelievable. Can you believe this? I'm going to send a complaint letter out to Jack Dorsey. I don't even think he takes those complaint letters anymore. Well, anyway, um, Pika, I just want to uh, thank you for stopping out here. And uh, he did. He did get rugged. He got rugged on his final thought. Who would have thought? Oh, here he comes. back up. Let's let him finish. Go ahead, Pika. You, you got rugged there for a minute. Are you there, Pika? His his image is probably just here, and he's oh there he is. That's all right. I I was making fun of it. I kind of kept the room going. We heard most of it, but that was so embarrassing. Like it's like, uh, okay, I'm not gonna share my vision right now. <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much. Thanks you, Elon. Thanks to everyone who uh, who stopped here and listening to my story. I really appreciate it. If you guys have any questions, um, please DM me because Elon like he. Uh, he made this sacrifice of time to create this space and uh, to let me share my story. So please, if anyone have a question, um, drop a DM. My DMs are always open and I will always answer you no matter what. Uh, if you're open for collaboration, always like DM me with, an, with your idea. There is Chain Letter here. He's, he's listening. He, uh, he's a great, like, great poet and... Um, he DM'd me and we'll be creating a collaboration soon. So anyone who have an idea of a collaboration, I'm always ready. If you are an artist and you want uh, an advice uh, as well, like DM me, I will give you my knowledge. I will share my knowledge with you. And that's it. Yeah. But, and yeah, uh, stay tuned for my project. It will be like beneficial for, for you or the people you love and for the community, for the charity. So be part of this, be like, help me make the world a better place for everyone. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. That was it. Thanks a lot, Pika. Um, thank you everybody for coming out tomorrow. We have uh, Deadbot Nation. Wednesday, we got the Schleim Buddies. And Thursday, we have Comarts. So it's going to be a good week coming up. Um, I might squeeze in an artist here and there in, in the middle of the week. We have to figure it out how everything's going to go. But I want to thank everybody for coming here. Pika, thank you once again. Everybody, I hope you have a great rest of your Sunday, um, depending on whatever time zone you're in. And uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow, hopefully. Love you.